Hello and welcome to the eighth ever episode of the underscore NBA News Podcast. I am your host, David Birdhour, and alongside me, a man who just got back from Larry Bird's vacation home. It's your boy, Duncan White. Yes, hello. I am back in Illinois, everybody. Yeah, last episode we had him coming in over the phone because he was at Larry Bird's vacation No, I was not. No, I was not. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. I'm not going to tell you where I was, but I was not at Larry Bird's vacation He was in the United States. Anyway, so uh, today on the podcast, we got the Kevin Love extension, the Lakers signing Michael Beasley, and where the Lakers might finish this season, Kawhi Leonard in his role as a superstar player, a little bit about the upcoming season, who may be a little challenging for the Warriors because no one's beating them, Yeah, uh, maybe some seedings predictions, and then since not much is going on, I have a little segment about uh, weird dreams I've had involving NBA players. Shouldn't take too long, Duncan, if you've had any weird dreams with NBA players in them. You're more than welcome to mention them. None that comes to mind right now. And then we'll have some uh, NBA trivia again coming up for Duncan. We got three questions for him Woo-hoo. with one bonus at the end. Yeah, not getting any of these guys. So. Well, that's kind of the point. Yep. To educate um, you because you, know, you learn from your mistakes. Hey, you know what we should do is maybe add on one more question and then see who will respond to it on Twitter. All right, so uh, yeah. while, while you're going on a rant somewhere, and, and <laughs> inevitably going on a rant somewhere, I'll oh, try and come I, up I with something a, and find I the answer. I do have a rant today. Is it about bit. first take? Uh, kind of, yeah. Okay, okay. If you saw my recent tweets, yeah. Yeah, his Twitter is at Hyperhorse14. Yeah. But uh, let's get started with the Love Fest. Kevin Love signing a four-year, $120 million extension in Cleveland, which comes out to about $30 million every year yep. for the team that LeBron has left for a second time now. Yes, um, it's going to be also a total of now five years and $135 million if you count this year. So Kevin Love looks like he's going to be a Cavalier for the next five years. But, you know... Obviously, could be traded. Yeah. Uh, if you saw my first analysis of this, um, I wasn't really too happy with this move. I feel like if you're Cleveland, because I mean, you're going to a rebuild. Granted, you're probably gonna make the playoffs because the East is so weak at this point. But do you really want to lock up all that money? And you're already over the cap. Yeah. Way over the cap. And you want to lock up all that money again? Like you just did with Tristan Thompson, J.R. Smith, they're all locked up. Yeah, so, for, the, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, so I'm just like, well, do you really want to add another untradeable contract to your books? Well, now someone, I don't think any contract is yeah, untradeable. Someone, Shout out to Timofey Mozgov. Okay, yeah. He's um, gotten traded three times already since signing that deal with the Lakers yeah. two summers ago. Um, someone on Twitter did, though, reply to my tweet saying that Blake Griffin was moved. After yeah. he signed that humongous deal. So that is true, but I'm just like, still, if I don't really see that happening, because Kevin Love, while he is an all-star, he's really declining, I feel like. So you're not going to really get the best of him. Um, now, Kevin Love, I think he deserves the money. He absolutely deserves this money. But 
if you're Cleveland, if you're going to a rebuild situation, which I think you have to at some point. Yeah, some point soon. I don't really understand this move. Yeah. Especially because you have all these other contracts you have to worry about right now. And if you want to restart, you got to get rid of those contracts, but no one wants them. Yeah. So. Yeah, my, my guess is, like, Dan Gilbert, owner of the Cavs, he already knows that season ticket sales and ticket sales in general are probably going to go way down because LeBron left. So you might as well try and make some money while you still can. Because, like, if Kevin Love is also gone too, then there's no reason for a casual fan in Cleveland to show up to a game and spend their hard-earned money there unless they were really that interested in Colin Sexton. So, Which you should be interested yeah, at some point. But, and, like, right now, yeah, just get drafted. And it's just... And it's just tough to go from being in the finals every year to being out of the playoffs. Potentially. Not for, like, the team, but, I mean, just for the city as well. Because oh, yeah, the Cavs yeah. do make the city a lot of money as well mm-hmm. with LeBron being there. Because he's pretty much their whole economy. Yes, very true. Because other than the football and rock and roll Hall of Fames, I can't tell you any other major attraction that isn't a sports team in Cleveland. Right, and the, that football team really isn't Yeah, the Browns, the Browns aren't exactly what uh, one educated might call good at football. Right. <laughs> so they went 0-16 last year, right? Yes, they did. Yeah, which uh, means that they didn't win a game. Yeah, so, I mean, for Cleveland sports, not looking too good, I guess. Yeah, unless, unless you're the Indians and it's looking better, but... Yeah, yeah. But you're in the weak central division. Yeah, yeah, now we're talking about baseball. All right, let's go back to NBA. (laughs) Um, So that's Kevin Love's extension. Uh, If you saw the picture, he signed it while the arena was being reconstructed. Yeah. So it was kind of cool to see, but also, like, really? It just doesn't really make sense, but it's cool to see. Yeah, all the LeBron is better than MJ people on Twitter are all like, wow, look at Kevin Love taking pictures with uh, former MJ opponents. How nice of him. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because the the narrative that all of MJ's opponents opponents were plumbers and construction workers or insurance brokers and bank tellers. Right, yeah. But anyway, Kevin Love, LeBron tweeted at him, get that bag, bro. Yeah. He certainly did. He certainly got it. Um, so yeah, I, I think he deserves it, but my goodness, I just don't really get the move. No. And like, even if you do trade him, what are you going to get? That's my biggest question. Yeah. What are you really going to get? I feel like if you're going to get something good in return, he has to play a lot more like the Minnesota Kevin Love than the more recent Cavs Kevin Love. Which I don't see that happening. So like, I don't see him going back to his Minnesota days. I I don't think it'd be quite as good as that, but I do think his numbers will improve. I tremendously yeah i would agree with that but i'm just like he's not going back to minnesota kevin love no nobody so. ever will be minnesota kevin love to me <laughs> all right uh we're gonna move on to we haven't really talked the, about the lakers yeah, signings. The, the lakers confusing off season yeah so they have <laughs> they, signed they, now yeah, they signed well first they signed rajon rondo lance stevenson and javel mcgee to contracts and in case this team couldn't get any goofier they added Michael Beasley yeah. <laughs> to the mix. Oh, boy. Who, although he's an odd person, he has played pretty well the last two years since overcoming his uh, issues with the 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 weed, yeah. as Stephen A. Smith would call it, and then playing in China 
and finally finding a role the last two years in the NBA. Shot over 40% from three the last two seasons, so he more fits the mold of a LeBron James teammate that the Cavs and he tended to surround him with right. during his time there, as opposed to Rondo and Lance Stevenson, who are more playmakers than spot-up shooters. Yeah. It's... But I'm just shocked that, like, we already thought it was weird. Yeah. And then this happens. And now, granted, I didn't watch a lot of Knicks games, but when I did watch the Knicks, while Beasley did put up numbers, it wasn't really like he was playing hard. Yeah. It wasn't really trying. Um, He's that combo four where you really don't know where he fits sometimes. And when I watch him play on offense, he almost looks like he doesn't. He's not always interested, especially if he doesn't have the ball in his hands. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't really know how this works. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it is Magic Johnson and LeBron James, but I think this just shows that at this point in LeBron's career, he doesn't really care. He just wants to be in L.A. Yeah. So it's like, and Magic comes up to him and like, hey, what, what do you think about this guy? Oh, I, uh, sure. I don't care. I'm just yeah, here. Sure. Uh, I'm just here, you know, getting my money, living in L.A., you you do whatever you want with the team. I'm just here. Yeah, maybe it's uh, better if LeBron is the GM yeah, maybe. as opposed to have Magic Johnson. I, I don't really Polinka. think he cares right now. It's <laughs> just like, um, really though, I guess Rondo. I can understand because he's supposed to help. Yeah, Rondo Lonzo, makes sense, but but everything it's else, not the I'm just best like signing. Yeah, and Rondo, granted, he's like one of the smartest players, and. You know, I haven't met him or anything, but like when you watch him on the court, it's clear he's very intelligent. But these other guys, I'm just like, I really don't get it. Uh, but it is it is one year contracts. So for the Lakers, you get you get all the cap space back next off season to see if you can run at somebody else. Yeah, and I just find it fun. Or signing all these just like players that are more known for their memes than they are for their actual play. Right. Because LeBron said he wants to play with cerebral uh, wants to play with other cerebral players and then now they go out and sign a guy who was on TV last season saying, well, you only use 10% of your brain, but you have to use some of that 10% to know that you only use 10%, so you're really using less of that. Yeah. (laughs) Using 10% of your brain theory is already false in the first place. Right. And to go out and say you actually use less than 10% because you have to use part of it to say that you need to use 10%. Yeah. So he's really, so he's pretty much saying like you only actually use 1% of your brain. Right. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, yeah, Certainly as a cerebral player. Yeah, have fun playing with that guy. talking about his brain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, sorry, Michael Beasley, we're making fun of you, but it's just, we don't, we don't. Like, LeBron has got to deal with this. And <laughs> while everyone's like, LeBron brings the team together, I'm like, sure, he brings the team together. But look at last year. <laughs> and didn't Kyrie Irving leave for a certain reason? I mean, it's just, like, you bring in all your other veterans, you bring your best friend D-Wade, and they're gone. Yeah. Yeah, sure, LeBron brings the whole locker room together, does he? Hmm. So, now, now with the chemistry issue... That I think will rise, as usually does. Yeah. Where do the Lakers fit in in the playoffs? I want to hear your analysis on that first, because you know me. Well, it's 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 tough because like you add LeBron to your team and you're pretty much guaranteed to be a playoff team. 
but he's always been in the Eastern Conference where it's easy regardless of who or easier regardless of who's on your team to at least compete for a playoff spot. And out in the West, where I don't think there's been a losing team that's qualified for the playoffs the last ten years. Right. That I can recall. And then twenty fourteen, the Suns almost won fifty games and missed out on the playoffs. So I mean the West is much more competitive in terms of wins and losses than the Eastern Conferences. And the Lakers did win 35 games, I think, last season. Sounds about right. They want they were in that mid-30s range, I know for sure. So there is the potential that they could certainly make the playoffs. But you are adding a lot of new pieces to this team as well, and that'll take some time from the mesh. Mm-hmm. And that the lack of team chemistry to start out with will certainly lead to a few losses out of the gate, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. And so they'll need to make up a few games in the West where every <laughs> game counts towards your playoff standings. So they could fall anywhere from, I feel like, the fifth seed to the twelfth seed if they really play bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if you saw my tweet already, I said max tops, everything goes right, fifth seed. Um it's got it, the Warriors, Rockets, okay, Warriors, Rockets, Thunder, OKC, and, and then, then it's just a toss-up between like you know Minnesota's there, Pelicans, Portland, and I'm just naming off teams. Yeah. But it's and then Lakers just gonna fit right in the mix of all of that. I am so sick of hearing though that the Lakers are gonna be the second best team in the NBA. Just because you got the best player in the NBA doesn't mean that you're gonna be the second best team or the best team in the NBA. Yeah, like, does anyone really take the Cavs seriously as a championship contender last year? Or really thought they were at least the second, and if depending on who you ask, third best team in the NBA? Yeah, I sure as heck didn't. No. So, yeah, he got, LeBron got to the finals last year because of Indiana is just starting out in the playoffs. They're young, and Toronto's scared when they see LeBron, and then Celtics had two all-stars gone. And Celtics will win that series if both... It really just Irving was there. Yeah. But... And if they didn't just go ice cold from the three in game six and seven. Yeah. So, you're not facing that now in the West if you're LeBron. You have to face all these these, uh, teams that have all NBA-type caliber players on their team. So, I I don't want to hear that they're going to be the second-best team in the West, Cal Coward. So... I don't like I I can't stand it when it's like you hear all these Hollywood fans are like there's always a chance like they know that they're, they're probably not gonna win the championship but they're just like there's always a chance because they're gonna be second third seed in the West I'm like no they're not they're, they're not gonna be second third seed in the West barring injury so if you think about it you have to it's just LeBron right now and if you saw the team that he carried to the finals in the East it, I don't does this is this team better. I mean, kind of a little bit, but how much better? I'll give a slight edge because obviously Lonzo and Ingram, Kuzma, and we saw Josh Hart in summer league. They're all going to just improve from being rookies and second year guys to second and third year guys. You're just naturally going to get better at basketball. Right. But I don't know if that would be enough to make you a championship contender. Yeah, and let's throw that Cavs team out west. Where I don't maybe make the playoffs. Out west. They won 50 games, but, again, Eastern Conference. So you maybe make the playoffs, and I, you don't get past the first round. No. Indiana should have won that series. So, yep. 
Don't get me started on that. <laughs> yeah. So, Oladipo balled out. <laughs> our takes here is that Lakers, they're not going to be a top four team in the West. They're not going to be a top two team in the NBA. They're going to probably be fifth seed max, and they could easily not make the playoffs. Yeah. Like, easily. So, Lakers fans, sorry to disappoint, to disappoint you, but you're probably not winning a championship because even Magic Johnson said it's a two-year plan. This is just the set-it-up year. Mm-hmm. You got LeBron. Just be happy about that and stop defacing his yeah, stop defacing, things. Stop defacing the murals with him on them. Yeah. I just don't get it. I can't imagine hating one player so much that I would ruin something yeah. like that that took someone days to make. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I, like Lakers fans, we get you love Kobe, but come on, you gotta. He's not ever going to match Kobe's legacy in right Lakerland. Yeah, and nobody probably ever will. Yeah, other than like Magic Johnson, who Magic. also spent his whole career there. But right, and then another little thing about the Lakers that doesn't involve legacies or paintings. <laughs> I don't see Brandon Ingram slotting at the power forward spot or the shooting guard know. spot. I don't know who's put and that. LeBron's not playing shooting guard, so and Brandon Ingram would be at small forward, so this is going to be LeBron's first time playing power forward primarily. Yeah, I heard he might play center. So yeah, that'd be more of like a Warriors death lineup esque type of thing if he were well, playing yeah, center, though. It wouldn't be like a full time thing. Oh yeah, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying he could play center. You know how like Draymond Green would play center. Yeah. I mean. Lonzo, Hart, Ingram, Kuzma, LeBron. I was thinking KCP would... Oh, no. you were saying the death line. Never mind, never mind. You're saying the death lineup, right? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking starting lineup when you were talking. Like, I don't think Hart's starting. I think that would be KCP. Yeah, the death lineup, yeah. KCP's definitely starting. Yeah. I mean, they need shooting badly on that yeah. team. So. So it'd be interesting was how he holds up playing a full season at power forward where it's a little more physical than playing small forward. Right, right. And we'll... And does that signal, though, is he not going to have the ball in his hands as much? I mean, it could. He said that he wants to play more off the ball. I mean, that would make sense. I I could easily see him more in the post instead of yeah. always just being out at the top of the key and dribbling up the clock. And then driving and going, ah, and, yeah, and one! <laughs> and then missing the shot. Like, every NBA player does think that sidetrack here. All the NBA players, when they drive the hoop, they go like, and one! <laughs> and miss the layup 99% of the time. Like, stop yeah. screaming and one. You're not you didn't get it. <laughs> you scream didn't get it, the foul, you're not going to get the bucket. Scream it after you make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have every right to scream and one after you make it, but yeah. stop screaming it in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, um, so we're going to move on to Kawhi Leonard. Here, so obviously, then you should have heard the news by now. Kawhi Leonard has been traded out of the country. He is now he got deported by Greg Popovich. <laughs> yeah. He is now going to be a member of the Toronto Raptors. Uh, reports did come out yesterday. He did pass his physical, so the trade is now official. So I guess it shows it's he- he's healthy. Uh, well, yeah, his first study was healthy. Yeah, but the second opinion. Yeah, I, the second opinion is like now. <laughs> um, so. The trade's now official. DeMar DeRozan, we're not going to really talk about it, but he did have an interview with Chris Haynes, and he's very salty, and understandably so. Um, but what I've been hearing a lot about Kawhi Leonard, and it's kind of making me a little upset, Kawhi Leonard is, you could argue, probably the best two-way player in the league. 
Uh, Katie's right there, but I think Katie's better offensively, not as good defensively. Um, but people are, have been saying that because the fact that he does not speak out to the media, that he's always hidden, that he doesn't want to always speak his mind, you never really see him anywhere else besides playing basketball, that he's not a superstar. One might say he's a little quiet. <laughs> yeah. But um, there was a discussion on first take about this, and I don't want to call it names here. Yeah, but you do. You're just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> uh, if you follow my Twitter at Hyperhorse14, you'll see who it is. But oh, so one boy. person said that Tim Duncan was not a superstar. The best power forward of all time is not a superstar, <laughs> in my opinion. In my opinion, and in a lot of other people's opinion, the best power forward of all time is not a superstar. Because, why though? Because he was quiet. Because he never talked. <laughs> because he was always the quiet person that always had his play, you know, speak for itself. Yeah. I'm like, how can you disrespect Tim Duncan like that? And now he's comparing it to Kawhi. I, I think, think Kawhi's a superstar. I think that not talking is part of what makes him so great. Right. Like, it's something that's different and stands them out from the rest of the crowd. And like we always complain about, well, we don't want to hear this from this star. And yeah. Like, we, we don't want to hear about their personal life, or we don't want to hear this about the teammate yeah, or Yeah, I don't want to hear about LeBron causing 2,000 people to show up at a pizza joint and not showing up. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's just like, I don't, I'm sick of hearing the double standard, like, People are like, well, you have to. You have to be talking. You have to be in the media because that's their job. Because the people's clawing them out. It's their job to be in the media. But And then you also go back at LeBron saying, well, we don't want to hear about this. We don't want to hear about the issues you have with Taran Lu or blah, 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 blah. So I think if he takes that silent assassin type of role, it, it's a good brand. Yeah. And it speaking showed. Of, sorry, speaking of brand, though, Jordan Brand's not re-upping with him. Right. Which is a huge thing. Yeah. So, which I thought was a mistake if you're Kawhi, because you sat out this entire season, basically. Um, And who knows if you get a better shoe deal. Like, I don't really see anybody throwing a shoe deal at him right now. And even if he, like, he has to play really well again, uh, which I, I think he will. But my point with the branding, like, you don't have to be in a humongous city like L.A. to be to build your brand, but Kawhi's in, like, the fourth largest city in Toronto right now. (laughs) So, I'm like, you're going to be perfectly fine if you want to build your brand, but you have to use, like, that silent assassin type thing if you're not going to be talkative. Mm -hmm. So, that's my take on that. What do you think, though? Can a superstar not talk to the media? Yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah, I'm like, the disrespect to Tim Duncan is driving me insane. Yeah, five rings. Duncan. Yeah, it's Tim not. It's not because my name. It's Duncan White. It's just it, that drives me insane. The best power forward of all time is being disrespected like that. Yeah. Is Carl Malone then a superstar? <laughs> yeah, he played in Utah. Oh my god! As, it's literally the smallest market in the NBA. But is he a superstar? They're like no. Oh like, no way! Because he plays in Utah. Oh my he can't god. be a superstar in Utah. I don't care if he has the second most points all time in NBA history. <laughs> Sorry, Utah fan. Diamond Mitchell looks good. <laughs> yeah, Dom- should have won Rookie of the Year. Yeah, should have. Um, kind of just before we get to our next thing, what do you think about the recent 2K ratings that have been coming out? What has surprised you the most, at least? I haven't really paid too much attention to them. 
I'm surprised that I think it was Simmons, Tatum, and Mitchell. I think they all got the same rating. They all got 87. 87. 87. Yeah. Surprised that all of them got the same rating, especially considering that. Simmons can't shoot. I was, yeah, I was about to get you. Like, three-point shooting is a major thing when you, like, mess with attributes on 2K. It's a major thing that affects your overall. Yeah. And since Ben Simmons hasn't yet made a three-pointer on his whole career and hasn't proven that he's even willing to shoot one, surprises me that his rating could be that high. So it's making me wonder how good all of his other stats must be right? and how unstoppable he's probably going to be in 2K. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Like, is he just going to get to the rim, like, actually every single time, no yeah. matter what? Ugh. Um, the other thing, though, it's like, I've noticed with Mitchell in 2K18, though, like, his... Potential is like only eighty nine, so he so I'm like he's t- legit two overall points away from that. Why though? It's because his intangibles is lowered, and what does Quinn Snyder talk about Mitchell all the time? It's that like he has really good intangibles because yeah. he can learn. Mm-hmm. So I, that drove me insane. So hopefully that oh that potential is gonna go up higher for Mitchell because I can't see him staying at eighty nine. Because I mean, what he's shown already rookie year, he's gonna be a star. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, Nuggets should just stop trading with the with the Jazz on yeah, draft oh night. Oh my gosh! Because yeah. the Nuggets also drafted Rudy Gobert and traded him to the Jazz as well. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. And uh, I'm also a little surprised that Jason Tatum's rating is that high. Yeah. I think they they took a lot of stock in his playoff stats when making his official ratings for 2K. Like I would have pegged him more at like maybe an 85. And then with how they adjust the ratings throughout the year, go up to like an 87, 88, maybe 89 if he really breaks out. I know that he really jumps, though, like from his rookie year. If you play like if you play like my league, he goes, he really jumps in, during his first offseason. So yeah. like, it makes sense. I do kind of think, though, it should have been a little bit lower. But, I mean, so what, I guess. Uh, and Kyle Kuzma, man. I think he got kind of disrespected on that one. He's the same rate as Lonzo Ball, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Makes no sense at all. I mean, Lonzo's 78, and Kyle Kuzma's 78. I said at least an 80. Yeah, Kuzma's like, like an 80. Probably. He should be an 80, probably. Maybe, maybe 81, because he had a great break, like breakout at the start of the season, but then he kind of fell a little bit. So I wouldn't. he's nowhere near Tatum's level. Like nowhere near Tatum's level. So at least an 80. Because he's better than Lonzo Ball. Yeah. So that's in my opinion. So, And LeBron, what is he? Is he a 97? I think he's a 98. Oh, boy. Okay, then. Which would be, I think, tied for his second highest ever 2K rating. I don't think he's ever been a 99. Yeah, he's been a 99. Yeah. Which year? 2K14. 14? 14, okay. But I think he's been a 99 at least, or 98 at least once before. Yeah, it's just, I, I don't know. But anyway... So uh, I was surprised that Anthony Davis is also only a 94. I would have pegged him at like a 95, 96 after the season he just had. Yeah, definitely. Because he averaged like, what, like 25 and 10 almost about that. Yeah. And then close to two steals and two blocks a game as well. Mm-hmm. And third, probably in MVP voting. Yeah. And I think he's going to be a legitimate contender this year for, yeah, for, for MVP. Yeah, for sure. Especially if the Pelicans play the way they did after they lost Boogie. Yeah, and when they did lose Boogie, my goodness, AD just went yeah. off. No one can check him at I don't all. know if that's sustainable for a whole season or not. Well, at least hit that point a couple times, yeah. and you're pretty good. I mean, it is 
kind of big. Like I feel like the MVP is now like a bit really big on stats. Yeah, because like I think Kyrie Irving would be a pretty good candidate because you know I think Boston's gonna be winning the East, but because of the fact that he has Gordon Hayward and he has Al Horford and Tatum and Brown, it's like well the stats can be spread out. Yeah, they he's like maybe average twenty two points. He could average more easily. Mm-hmm. So, and he's not gonna really assist that much in general. So. I think AD, because of his stats, and he plays defense, it's going to look yeah. pretty good. Oh, speaking of 2K and Anthony Davis, I just started a, a My League with the Pelicans, and I did like the sim to current date, and when I do that right now, at least, it starts in the offseason. Yeah. But there's some weird glitch with the game where if you do that, everyone's contract is moved up another year. Yeah. So you have like the entire 2018 and 19 free agency class in one one free agency class. So I spent two or three hours re-editing everyone's contracts. It's supposed to be free agency 2019 and putting them back on the same exact team. Oh, my but, goodness. And I, and I put Boogie on the Warriors with the one-year 5.4 million yeah. and then try to make close to the same rosters that were good. I, I mainly focused on all the big moves. Yeah, big main moves. Yeah. Not something like Doug McDermott going to the Pacers, which was a large contract, but it's not really a needle mover of a move. Right. And I literally just remembered it now. I completely forgot to do that in my league. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did put Jabari Parker on the Bulls, I'm pretty sure. He, he got, I think, Maybe. an 84 overall for yeah. 2K19. So it's, it's all right. Yeah, but what I, I basically did was... During the off season, I traded uh, Solomon Hill for a like the 29th overall pick to the Hawks, something like that, and drafted Kyrie Thomas, and then we pretty much tanked that season to try and get a higher draft pick. And then I don't know what happened, but the last five games of the season, we won all five of those. We could have had a top three pick, but instead we got the sixth pick, Oof. and uh, we drafted French prospect Sekou Dumboya. Mm. And then we were able to sign Jimmy Butler in the off season, <laughs> which is completely yeah, which is completely unrealistic, obviously, because there's no way Jimmy Butler would go to a team that finished in like the bottom ten, 10 of the league, even if they have Anthony Davis yeah. <laughs> and a promising young prospect in Dumboy. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that last name right, but uh, first season. He, he's he's injured for a lot of the first half of the season, so he's not an all-star, but he puts up like 20, 22 points a game, and Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis. Start the second season, and he's injured a little bit more, but for whatever reason, with 2K's stupidity and just players not scoring the amount of points that they should be scoring, which is a major problem they need to fix for my league next yeah, year, there, 2K19. There are a bunch of problems with 2K this year that just... Well, we yeah. could have a whole podcast about how bad 2K oh, was yeah. this year. It's been but, lucky trash and then... But just, Jimmy oh. Butler averaged 15 points per game when I put him as the second scoring option after Anthony Davis, who only averaged 20 Points a game. Oh, it's okay. I don't know what's going on, but we finished with like the third best record in the West, and we're in the Western Conference Finals right now, and I haven't played past that. Mm. But hopefully you enjoyed my story about my 2K, my league, that you probably don't care about if you're listening. Yeah, but that addresses the problem of 2K and... The yep. bad simulation. Yeah, there, there's some works. issues with 2K. And Milwaukee always wins the championship in 2019. And Boston's is always crap and the yeah, first Boston's year. Yeah, Boston's always crap, too. <laughs> it's like, what? Ugh. So, yeah, that's our 2K issues. Yeah, there's our 2K issues. So, uh, um, Duncan, okay. do you have a rant that you can 
Yeah, I have store in store so I can come up with an NBA trivia question. Um, I mean, not, I kind of did it on the whole Lakers thing because I don't want to hear, again, I don't want to hear Lakers' second best team in the NBA. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. Um, so, looking at the upcoming season, uh, I kind of want to, you know, hit some points. First off, I really don't know who's going to be challenging the Warriors. Rockets got worse. Now, how much worse? Not a lot worse, but Chris Paul's declining. They lost Trevor Reza and Luka Bamute. They still haven't signed Capella yet, which is somehow, I don't know how that's happened, not happened yet, because Marcus Smart finally got his contract. Uh, but if just, you know, assuming they keep Capella and they and Chris Paul and James Harden, you know, they're back, and if they're healthy which I guess P.J. Tucker starts at small forward. I don't really know who starts at the other forward. Um, Mellow. Yeah, I guess Mellow at this point, but he doesn't really help our defense. Mellow at small forward and Anderson at power forward. I don't think even Anderson's... Anderson didn't even play at the end of the season. Yeah, but with the losses of Ariza and Umba Amute, um, he might be forced into Maybe you probably keep Joe Johnson, I guess. I really don't know. Joe Green's probably returning. Uh, but you got worse, I think, because now you don't really have anybody to guard KD and at least try to contain him. And the Marcus Cousins is now on the Warriors. So he's going to probably destroy Capella. Now, granted, Capella's going to defense. Cousins is really good on offense. Yeah. Better offense. So I don't know about that. OKC, like, I feel like with OKC, they're going to be the third best team. Um, now, it, it didn't look good last year. But now Mel's gone, and David has made very clear that Mel was an issue on the team. But I knew it from the start with the Thunder that it was an issue. Before <laughs> uh, I even played a game. Which I guess we didn't we didn't actually talk about this yet. Oh, the yeah. Mellow trade, yeah. So yeah, Mel has been traded to the Atlanta Hawks. He will be waived and somehow gets his entire salary of twenty seven point nine million. Uh, so if you're the Hawks, I don't know what you're doing. You didn't you didn't even give up a million. But whatever. So he gets twenty seven point nine million plus two point four million to go to whatever team and play there. Interesting. It's he's living a life, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, so teams Thunder are literally paying him not to play for them. Yeah. Uh, so Thunder got back Dennis Schroeder. It looked like Mike Muscala for a second. I think Woj kind of messed that up, but no, he Mike Muscala's going going to the seventy sixers and Timothy Luau Cabarro is going. It's Timote. Okay. TLC is going to the Thunder. So the Thunder get another wing who can actually shoot this time. Yeah. Uh, he's better. On, he's pretty good on defense, better than Josh Eustis on defense. So I yeah. think Thunder looking really good, in my opinion. Yeah, Just, I mean, two young prospects in TLC and Terrence Ferguson, who they drafted last year yeah. in 2017. Um, Thunder, look, they're going to probably be playing. They're going to be playing a lot faster now. No more isolation with Melo. Yeah. Uh, Expect a lot of pick and roll, obviously, with Westbrook and Adams there, and they. I think they'll have better shooters. I mean, Abrinas was good, but again, he's liability on defense. So, Thunder though, I they're probably gonna be third seed now. Maybe Rockets take a bigger hit than we expect because maybe the defense is as good because they do kind of play yeah, some of the stupidest basketball. Yeah, because Mike D'Antoni teams are already not good at defense. I was surprised that they finished as high as they did in defensive rating last year. Yeah, so it's like they could fall defensively and then fall a little bit in the standings too. Because yeah. um, Chris Paul again, he's 
He's one one more year older. He's yeah. nearing the end of his prime. Probably gonna get injured again this season. Yeah, probably gonna miss another twenty games as usual this year. Yeah, and when Chris Paul isn't there, you said it. That they're real, that's one of the dumbest teams. Yeah. Now they won, but again, inflated stats. It's gonna win you some games. Yeah. So, if Warriors somehow get injured, like three of their players, because it has to be three, not two, it has yeah. to be three, and Cousins won't be there for the first half of the season, then then it'll be interesting to see what happens. <sighs> so, that's my whole thing on the West. East, just saying, I think Bulls could potentially make the playoffs. Eighth seed, though, uh, if Cavs stay at this position, they're probably making the playoffs because it's so weak. Um, but I do expect, though, like, right now I have Milwaukee fifth, but Giannis has to have a better year, I feel like. And it, it was already good, but he has to be a better shooter, which I think he will. And with the additions that they had with Brooke Lopez now, and who else did they get? Oh, uh, Ilya Silva. Yeah, they got Ilya Silva back. Yeah. Turkish Thunder's back. Well, they got they got more floor spacers, so... If if they can take it with that, they can take advantage with Giannis penetrating, kick out, or he gets wide open, dunk, layup, and David just dropped his phone yeah. on my foot. <laughs> uh, so I do have Milwaukee right now at five, just because the fact that they really haven't done much yet. But if yeah, Giannis but becomes they, an MVP candidate, then it's going to be you know probably at least top four. Yeah, and then he third. also added a much better coach for that team in Mike Budenholzer. Yeah. Yes. And then this literally has nothing to do with it, but maybe playing in a new the new arena that, they, yeah, that they're getting improves morale and just makes everyone feel better, and maybe. they play better as a result. I don't know, maybe. I don't know if you've seen the new arena on Instagram, but it looks really nice, and I cannot wait to go there for a I've game I've only seen year. it outside. That's all I've seen so far. Yeah, I've seen the outside in person, which looks really cool, but on Instagram I posted photos of the inside, and it's amazing. Yeah, so it'd be cool. But... I still think Indiana right now is better than them. Yeah, I give I as give of a, right now yeah. though, because I give a slight edge to Indiana. Yeah, because Oladipo really showed out. Yeah, and then recently his trainer's like, if you thought he was good this year, boy, wait till you see next year. Yeah, I mean, it's like it almost feels like you know you remember with DeRosa, it's like what else can he improve on? I think Oladipo is like. Well, what else do you need from him? Uh, you know, maybe average 30 this year now. Yeah. <laughs> average five assists, three steals now. Yeah. It's like, oh, Al could definitely average three steals a game. And for maybe, sure. He may be starting now in the All-Star game because DeRozan's gone. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be Irving and who else? Oladipo. Probably Oladipo. Oladipo, Leonard, Giannis, and... Maybe, like, I don't see some, Simmons starting at yeah. the guard because, again, we don't know if he could shoot, so... Well, he could get fan voted in, and then the media as well. I don't want to. I don't want to see that happen. Who'd start at center though? Embiid. Oh yeah, I forgot he existed for whatever reason. I'm like, where's the good centers in the East? <laughs> Horford. Just, that's what I was thinking. Like Al Horford maybe starting. No, no. But no. Al Horford probably, probably make. Yeah, he'll probably make the All Star game this year again because of record. Um, yeah. Hopefully Hayward comes back. Yeah. Hopefully Gordon Hayward comes back and can be an All Star, but. Who knows? Paul George looked pretty good when he came back, and I'm pretty sure he was an all-star. So, he, yeah, Gordon um, Hayward with a similarly gruesome injury. Oh yeah, I mean, Paul's training George. staff would say he's fine and can ball out. 
Paul George did kind of lose some explosiveness. Yeah, but he like, certainly did lose some of the explosiveness. But, but Gordon he's Hayward, shooter, yeah. so. but Gordon Hayward would never really relied on the explosiveness yeah. aspect so. of his game. Yeah. So looks like Celtics kind of have it locked up. Granted, Toronto. Who knows? Yeah, Toronto. Who knows with that team? New coach adding Kawhi to that. Yeah, I think they do get better, but again, it's, they it's, have consistently been unable to prove themselves in the playoffs. Yeah, and when they did make it to the conference finals, I mean, they had to face the Heat, who still lack a superstar to get through the second round. Yeah, and that took them, I think, six or seven games, if I remember correctly. Still. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, I mean. I think Celtics are going to be in the finals, and then most likely Warriors. So now again, injuries can happen, but I think the most interesting part is probably going to be like the 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 three through twelve in the West. That's going to be really interesting just to see how that plays out. Because you know how if OKC won, then you know with this year's standings, they'd be like third, above yeah. in all different situations, and. In the East, it's mostly just, you know, Bulls and Magic at this point. <laughs> Watching Better them grow. Than, yeah. So I'm excited for the Magic. Yeah. Although, uh, speaking for Bulls and Magic, though, you have some trades and signing news. Oh, yeah. Regarding them. Yeah. I'll let you start out. Oh, boy. So, Bulls, uh, apparently they're looking for Ryan Archie Diakono to sign that two-way again, but who knows. I, I think he'll come back, but... It's just kind of a question mark right now. Antonio Blakeney finally got a contract. So he is now officially going to be in the Bulls roster. His two-year minimum deal. Don't know where he fits in, though. I'm a little disappointed with that because we have way too many wings at this point all of a sudden. And yet John Paxson is like, we need to work on the wing position <laughs> in the draft. Well, you sure did that with Chandler Hutchison, but yet you also have Holiday, Valentine, and now you added Blakeney. So, that's going to be interesting. I don't see Blakeney really getting any minutes, unless he plays point guard, which I don't want that to happen. So, Well, there's also another big signing that you guys made. <laughs> yeah, big signing. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I just want to get the details, though. It's, it's uh, so, Antonius I, Cleveland. Yep. He was, I just want to get details, though. If so. I remember correctly, he was waived by the Atlanta Hawks. He was, and, yes. Uh, and the Bulls uh, claimed him off of waivers. Yes, so we have used our last roster spot on Antonius Cleveland. He played 17 games last season. He's 24 years old. He played for the Mavericks and Hawks, splitting time between them, and averaged 1.4 points per game. Uh, so... That's pretty Again, solid. Yeah. So I expect him to be in the G League a good amount of time. Uh, and then the other thing is that we have signed Larry Markinen's former teammate at Arizona. Oh, yeah, uh, Raleigh Alkins. Yeah, Raleigh Alkins to a two-way contract. So Larry Markinen's pretty hyped about that. Uh, so I don't really know the details, though. Uh, it's just a two-way. It's yeah, just nothing, two-way. I'm yeah. just looking at other stuff. So he played apparently really well in Summer League. I really didn't see much. He apparently had like a 25-point game. So, hmm. uh, But overall, he averaged 9 points, 4.7 rebounds, 2 assists uh, in the Summer League games for Toronto. It looked like he was going to get a contract from Toronto, but then, and then it never happened. Well, the reason why it looked like it never happened, it was supposed to be a two-way because the fact he probably would get a better chance with the Bulls. Yeah. Um, so 
I mean, I don't really, again, he's another wing, so it's just like, uh, I don't know. But if he plays pretty well, which I think he will in the G League, then he could probably get a contract, you know, with how Antonio Blakeney did. Because I do see Holiday being moved at some point this season, so. Yeah, every time I hear Raleigh Alkin's name, I think of Raleigh from Diaryville and Kid. Raleigh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But uh, regarding the magic, there were two trades that were recently yeah. made. Woo. Uh, the magic traded Rodney Purvis Woo-hoo. to the Oklahoma City Thunder for J- Dakari Johnson. Yep. And then uh, he played really well in the summer league. By the way, he did. That's why I was kind of happy with that. But I was really confused. I'm like, well, now we have like. Five centers on our roster. Are we gonna Are we gonna roll out a full lineup of guys who are centers on this team? Yeah, you gotta start three centers in the starting lineup. No, start five. All five of them in the starting lineup. Okay, okay. <laughs> Put one. <laughs> but um, uh, no, that's, that wasn't gonna happen because uh, the Dakari Johnson era in Orlando lasted all but three days. We went undefeated in that stretch, by the way, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the feel good story of the summer. The Magic traded Dakari Johnson for Jarrell Martin to come home and play for his for his father, Orlando Magic CEO Alex Martin, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's not really his son. It's out. His name's Alex Martins, and it's Martins. Jarrell Martin. Yeah. But uh, and also in that trade, the Magic traded the draft rights of 2015. I think 51st overall pick Tyler Harvey was yet to play in the NBA and hasn't played in summer league in a few years either. But they traded his draft rights to the Grizzlies as well in that trade and picked up some cash as well. Yep. So, <laughs> so Orlando got some cash. Yeah. So uh, Jarrell Martin, from what I, I actually apparently was drafted like 24th, I think, in 2015. I don't remember him ever being drafted. He just kind of yeah, showed up one day <laughs> in, my, in my head. But apparently he had career highs across the board this last season. Because Grizzlies had nobody well, playing. Well, well, partially that, but... Obviously, you got to improve and prove your worth with the team. Because apparently before this season, he wasn't really in the team's future plans, and he proved his worth, and then I guess he still wasn't in the plans. But proving he's a capable NBA player, so the Magic finally addressed their backup power forward situation. Yeah. Because they didn't really have one outside of Aaron Gordon, who's going to be starting there. Right. Because, I mean, the backup power forward was probably going to be Kem Birch, who can't shoot. But, but you'd rather have him at center. I'd much rather have him at center. And Justin Jackson, who hasn't even been signed by them, who was their second-round draft pick. So I don't even know if he's going to be playing right. with the team this year. I think year. he's more of a wing. But, but yeah, yeah, I played three in the three in college, I'm pretty sure, but he could certainly slot in a, as a stretch four. So I got a backup stretch four, and I'm, I'm liking how the offseason has actually gone for the Magic, despite our inability to get a starting caliber point guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you still got to work on that, don't you? Yeah. Oh, That's man. the only real hole, well, I guess hole, because we aren't really excelling in one area, but the only hole I feel with the team is at that point guard spot. Yeah, which, I don't know, man. <laughs> and you'd have to give up a lot of assets even to get, like, a young backup point guard. I mean, Tyler point, Ewis is on the market, so. Yeah, but he's not a long boy like the Magic <sighs> okay, one. I understand he's like, <laughs> what, what is he, like 5'6"? Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I would love to have him on the team, but he's not I getting signed want, by I them. actually wanted the Bulls to get him because Chicago kid, and we had we only have Cameron Payne as our backup. Like, we need another point guard. So it's like, 
Ryan better sign that contract <laughs> or else we're screwed if, let's say, Chris Dunn goes down. You know, So I kind of want Eulis yeah. to be the third string. But we used our last roster spot. So, Well, Antonio's Cleveland's a point guard, isn't he? Eh, he's a guard. Swing, <laughs> it's a swing man. So okay. I think he's a wing. 1.4 points a game. Let's go. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. I feel like... Uh, Neither team is really bad enough to get the number one pick between the Bulls and Magic, and I'm not really sure either of them is quite good enough to make the playoffs. I mean, yeah, it's it's really just odd. Like, I think both teams could potentially make the playoffs because, like, you know, the Wizards, we have no idea. They're, yeah. they're all over the place. Hornets, I, they better trade Kemba Walker soon. Magic are signing him 2019. <laughs> all right. Let's go. Knicks, they look good, but Porzingis is gone. Uh, Kevin Knox looks good, but again, you know, I'm your main guy. So it's wide open for. What about Mario Warriors. on the Knicks. Okay, yeah, Mario's on the Knicks. Uh, <laughs> it's wide open for the Bulls in the match to take the last two seeds. It's just a matter of chemistry and. If they're good enough and whether they want to win or whether the teams want to tank and get I, another draft pick. I think the, with the Bulls, at least, they know that, all right, one year tanking was enough. It was hard enough on the owner, Jerry Reinsdorf, so it, you can't do this again. Not for another year. If you know. if you get 13th, 14th pick in the draft, fine. You at least tried. That's all I'm saying. I just saying. feel like you guys would be wise to tank one more year what, and what, try what, and what acquire another get? high draft pick. Who, who else are we going to get, though, that's going to be like, okay, yeah, you're going to be like our next guy? Well, you could, if Jabari Parker doesn't work out or Zach Levine doesn't work out, there's some interesting wing prospects in the draft. Okay, RJ Barrett sure. is definitely interesting, but I, I don't know. Again, it's like I'd rather kind of go with what we have right now in, instead of possibly drafting somebody yeah, that I get what know. you're saying I get so, what you're saying I th- I really think though be just due to overall talent the Bulls could potentially make the playoffs just just o- from overall talent because you you have all these guys now that and you're playing Hoiberg's system of be floor spacing and running and they all are athletic so and we did with Wendell we did help our issues in Inside, so and with the rib protector, so I think it's a good chance that we'll, we'll make the playoffs. But yet again, it's the Bulls who may miss the playoffs, even when we had Jimmy Butler. So we I just have to see. I am actually kind of waiting for the uh, preseason games to start. I actually want to see it in action. Yeah, seventy-eight days without basketball. Ugh. I was at the grocery store and ran into a lady in the aisle and screamed, and one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so do you have some weird dreams? Talk about what, what time we had, actually. We're at about 50-ish minutes. Okay. So you have some weird dreams, I guess? Yeah. Uh, I had a, a little bit of an odd dream last night involving the NBA. Uh, I was the point guard for a random team. I would, Again, this was last night, so I don't remember all my dream. I, from what I remember, I don't really think there's a team on the jerseys. But I was the point guard for a team, and I just kept turning the ball over again and again and again, and the team would not sub me out. And it was it wasn't really a nightmare, but it wasn't necessarily enjoyable. Yeah, I was like, good feeling. Uh, yeah, like I don't know. I don't know if you've ever had like one of those type of dreams. Like, like it's not like like a bad dream, but you just don't feel comfortable with it. Yeah, I think I know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but uh. First one, I have two others that I can remember more vividly. First one I had, I was about eight years old, and Yao Ming was my favorite player at the time, and my first ever favorite player. 
and I had really wanted to meet him, and I'm not really sure how I was ever going to. I still haven't met Yao Ming, but uh, <laughs> but I was at like a party, and I, I go out to the back to this pool, or there's like there's like no one there. I just wanted to you know kind of get out of all the noise inside. I go to the pool, and for whatever reason, the pool is like filled with flower petals, like a bunch of wind had just gone through like it's a storm recently all right in the middle of the pool little cup in his hand with a bendy straw there's yao ming sitting on all those inflatable chairs that you can get for your pool or stretch your legs out and he's like hey what's up oh boy and i woke up because i was like oh my god it's yao ming <laughs> oh boy then uh in 2015 during the finals i was in uh Turks and caicos for a family friend's wedding and I had a dream that I was uh, playing like a make it take a game with Alan Iverson. Oh, <laughs> and was uh, he killing you? <laughs> yeah, he was killing me, and he was like trash talking me the whole time and just lighting me up, and I never got the ball. Oh wow! The whole time because I, I, I have short term memory loss. I forgot if I said it was make it take it. <laughs> you said that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh boy. It wasn't very fun, but I tried my hardest. <laughs> I don't. I I felt like sharing those because it's yeah. a. There's not much going on. We really had to stretch yeah, some stuff just, to make content. Yeah, I kind of just went off some ESPN discussions yeah. that happened. I'm just like, well, I don't even understand why you're discussing it, but whatever. Yeah, Duncan, do you have any dreams involving NBA or, or mm, basketball at all? Not that, that I can, you remember. Not that I can recall right at this moment. All I'm right. Gonna, well. We're going to ask you some trivia questions as uh, promised. Okay, before we do this, I just want to say I don't usually remember much of the past and more of just in the few, like in the present. You got long-term memory loss. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I analyze what's going on now, so I'm not going to remember all this stuff. David remembers all these weird things just <laughs> randomly. It's just like you'll say something about a player. It's like, oh, yeah, and this happened by his cousin or whatever. It's yeah. like... You're like, why do you know that? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Like, like a few years ago, Deion Waiter's cousin got shot and killed, I'm pretty sure. Okay, then. <laughs> Another like, one of those. Uh, it's just so random, but he knows them. So. Son Whiteside, 33rd overall pick in 2010 by the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, and he had that one game against the Bulls that rose his, that shot up his 2K rating because he asked <laughs> yeah. for it on national television. He had triple-double that game with blocks. Yeah. Anyway, so some NBA trivia. God. Number one, which player holds the record for most games played in a regular season? And I'll give you a hint. It's not I 82. I know it's not 82. All right. I know one person, and I don't think it, it, it's them, but I know Reggie Jackson played more than 82 games one season. And I'm guessing it's not him. It's it's not him. Okay, then. Do you want to take a, a few other stabs? It's an old-timey player. He's from oh. the 60s or 70s. Oh, come on. What the heck is this? got a totally old person type of name too he's a hall of famer oh three or four time all-star played with the chicago packers the the zephyrs the knicks pistons and probably a few other teams yeah i have no clue are you sure you don't have any clue i'm like lost right now (laughs) So I thought of this one after uh, thinking about uh, older 2Ks and my, I think it's called association mode back then. 
But uh, you could go look oh, at NBA records. Oh, that's how, oh you my could God. look at NBA records for stuff. I should have paid and more attention to those. <laughs> most games played was 88 from Walt Bellamy. Okay, would never guess that. He was with the New York Knicks and then was traded to the Pistons, who had played six less games than the Knicks at that point in the wow, season. Wow, all right. <laughs> and uh, the Pistons ended up finishing 32-50 and 50 on the season, and the Knicks made the playoffs with, I think, 50-something wins. Wow. All right, second question. This one I saw on Twitter a few days ago. Okay. Which four individuals are the only players to win an MVP award and Defensive Player of the Year in their careers? Okay. One is Jordan. Yeah, one, one Jordan. of them is Michael Jordan. Um, jeez, okay. I'm just, They're K- all more somewhat recently. Is KG one? Yes, Kevin okay. Garnett is one of That's them. Two. Got two more. I couldn't remember. Yeah, KG one defensive player, yeah. Okay. Yeah, in 2008. Um, MVP in, I think, 2004. This is like, I'm just... Mm. Both players from the 90s. Hakeem? Hakeem was one okay. of them. And one more left. Oh, my God. This is... Won two championships in his career. Two? Yeah, and was a number one overall draft pick. I know he uh, led the league in scoring one year after he got into a, a petty fight with Shaq. <laughs> a, little, a little beef with him. That doesn't really help. It helped me. Okay, yeah, but again, you know all the <laughs> stuff. <sighs> Need to watch Beef History with SB Nation, man. If you watch that, you know. <laughs> so. Is it? Wow, yes, David Robinson? Yes, oh, David okay. Robinson. All right, Good I'm job. Just, I'm just like, I know just some other And you center. thought you were going to go 0 for 3. I, I, I'm, I'm like, okay, yeah, Jordan. And I'm like, I, I thought about Kevin Garnett, but I'm, just, I'm not sure because I couldn't remember the defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. But I knew, I knew MVP with KG. And a fun little fact to go along with this question. Oh, uh, not for you, just it's a general little statement. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, recently, Kawhi Leonard came close to winning both in the same year, finished second in MVP voting and, and first in Defensive yeah. Player of the Year. He has won a Finals MVP. And he has won a Finals MVP, yes. And then uh, the last question we got for you, and we're going to have a bonus one relating to it afterwards. Mm. Of the 66 official winners of the Rookie of the Year Award, how many of them have become All-Stars at some point in their career? Okay, well, I know it's not 66. No, it's not 66. Michael Carter-Williams is not a, an all-star. And this is including, like, recently. So, like, Ben Simmons, who may become an all-star, yeah. right. he doesn't count towards this. Ah, oh, boy. Just, just throw out a number. <laughs> yeah, just throw out a number between 1 and 66. Well, it's 1 and 64, really. Cause, um, <laughs> I'm going to say, let's say... Like, 25. Uh, a lot higher than that. Really? Yeah. Okay, then. I mean, this includes players who are like an all-star once as well. Oh. Just just be an all-star at some point. Oh, okay. Well, then. Okay, then probably more like... I'm going to say more than like 48, then? Higher than that. Really? Yes. Okay, then. But you are getting closer. 52. You're closer. Still higher than that. It's higher than... Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm actually shocked by that. 
I was surprised actually as well when I was looking this because up. Because I'm just thinking of like Michael Carter Williams is not going to be an all star, and it's just <laughs> this happened. Oh my god! Well, I, you know, I probably should guess much higher than 25 for a second because Grant Hill and Jason Kidd both. Grant Hill was it. a seven time all star. Yeah, and Jason Kidd was an all star too. So I'm like, I should have probably known that. It should be much higher. Okay, fine. You got this. 58. Little bit lower. What? Fifty six. Yes, fifty six of sixty six rookie of the years have been an all star at least once in their career. Andrew Wiggins is not one. No. Okay. MCW Ben Simmons. Okay. Anyway, who who else though? I'm just like first ever rookie of the year. Dave Meineke was not an all star. Okay then. <laughs> I think that was his name. Um, little bonus though, uh, of all these rookie of the years, how many of them have gone on to become Hall of Fame players so far? <laughs> so far, because there's more that'll probably make it to the Hall of Fame. I'll give you a hint, it's less than fifty-six. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured. All right, thirty-two. You're actually pretty close. It's a little bit lower. Okay, 27. One more. 28. Yeah, Alrighty. 28. That's actually Don Meineke, not Dave Meineke, uh, as the first so ever. basically half, of the year. right? Yeah, about close to half of them actually oh. have gone on to become Hall of Famers. Wow. Alrighty. Actually, yeah, no, that is half. That, that yeah, is, that half. is half. Yeah, oh my God, we can't math, like, guys. Yeah, <laughs> and likely more because there's players that have just haven't been inducted into the Hall of Fame yet because they retired more recently like or are still playing like lebron james or kevin durant was chris weber a rookie there mm, yes he was all right and he's not in the hall of fame which is actually I wait no he is is it? no he's not no he's not no he's not he's constantly snubbed yeah and i'm still upset about that granted he never won a championship but my goodness come on yeah never mind he's because he's the guy that's constantly snubbed yet yet steve nash can just get in first first ballot come on because he's better than grant hill Oh my goodness, stop. Grant Hill, what what does that have to do with anything? I don't know. <laughs> Chris Weber's a better player than Steve Nash. Gonna bring Josh on here to debate that okay, with you yeah. at some point. Uh, yeah, if you you probably heard it on the previous episode, but like yeah, we we'll probably have at some point one of our friends Josh be on this and he's a major Steve Nash fan, so he, Why does he like Phoenix sports so much? Because his family, his family out there. Okay. So <laughs> he's a huge fan of Steve Nash. He loved it when him and Amari Stoudemire were out, you know, in those those days with Mike D'Antoni, Sean Marion, Joe Johnson, those days, you know. He loved it. He loved Steve Nash just in general because he also plays soccer or fo- football. Uh, and Josh is also a FIFA fan somehow. I don't get it. But... He will at some point be on this episode, and I will be arguing with him about Steve Nash's <laughs> all-time ranking of the all-point guards. Because I can't stand it when I hear Steve Nash is a top-five point guard. I don't think he is. <laughs> and when I give you some stats and some other names, you'll probably agree with me. Because Josh thinks he's a, he's a third-best point guard of all time. <laughs> After Magic Johnson and Oscar Roberts. So... I could name a lot more players that are better than Steve Nash. All so right. look forward to that. We don't know what's going to happen. We have to 
get the right times and all that. So, so uh, you want to end with the question? I was actually going to ask you. We'll, well, we'll, we'll take we'll, one guess. What about, the for, first what about ever, for Twitter, though? I'll I'll get to that. Okay. But okay. Uh, first ever international rookie of the year, like international player to win the award. What do you think it may be? Uh, well, it's not Dirk. No, he sucked his rookie yeah, he year. He did suck his rookie year. <laughs> Pau Gasol. Oh, I should have gotten that. Oh, my God. And the only two other players to win Rookie of the Year that aren't Americans are Andrew Wiggins of Canada and, and most recently Ben, ben Simmons, Simmons from Australia. Should not have won it, but all right. What the heck is this thing on the side here? It's got numbers. What does that even say? DP. What the heck does DP even stand for? Dude Perfect. Yeah, Dude Perfect. <laughs> Shout out to Dude Perfect. Yeah, Dude Perfect. <laughs> Although, uh, apparently, though, before uh, it was an official award, it was an unofficial award for Rookie of the Year. I was given out by uh, sports writers. First one was Paul Hoffman, then Howie Shannon, Alex Groza, then Hall of Famer Paul Arizon. I don't ever know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, Bill Toshef and Mel Hutchins. Interesting. I wonder how they voted back then. Uh, probably on a ballot somehow. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so no, it's just it's just you know how voting is today. You know, first place, second place, third yeah. place. It's just so different. Yeah. So uh, this for episode has been kind of weird. We just kind of went off on some random stuff. Yeah. So for the final question for you, Twitterverse people. Uh, who is the first NBA player to ever make a three-pointer? Because we're currently in a oh very three-point shooting heavy league. And uh, this person technically uh, set set the pace and laid down the groundwork for every three-point shooter ever since then. <laughs> so good luck to you if, you're, if you really care enough about it to post the answer on Twitter. That uh, that concludes this episode. Of, oh, well, respond, oh. respond if yeah, put, respond to our yeah, put our Twitter handle handlers uh, at yeah, the, yeah, you can, can uh, uh, so uh, you can reply to us at uh, on Twitter at the underscore NBA News Pod, or if you really want, so you can comment on an Instagram post of ours at the underscore NBA News. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us personally. Mine is at David of Burnauer, and Duncan's is at Hyperhorse14, as has been mentioned a few times this episode. I mean... I am on Twitter a lot more all of a sudden. Yeah, I've noticed that. I've, yeah. First, I, first take is kind of made me a little upset. Yeah, you should stop watching if it makes you so upset. Well, it's because no Stephen A. Smith right now. It's just like... Yeah. Oh, boy. So, that, uh, that'll conclude our... Episode number eight of the underscore NBA News podcast. And you should go out and have an awesome day. The weather's nice and summer's getting close to come to a close. So go out, have some fun, enjoy yourself. Peace out, home dog.